We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for December 25th, 2023. Haven't done anything on Xmas. Um, done many teachings on it. Just key in Xmas, Christmas, whatever you want to key in the keyword search box. Um, I don't really have time to get go down that rabbit trail today, but um, suffice it to say, I do not <laughs> celebrate that. Um, anyway, so going forward here, some military teams with occult abilities are being sent to awaken the giants in stasis. Now, <clears throat> my comment here was these devils are literally waking up the giants in stasis. These two servants of Satan in this video are at the spear tip of the coming deception. And I've been keeping an eye on them for a very long time. These things are waking up. Um, with these deluded, with the help of these deluded devils, they're waking them up thinking that they're doing mankind some great service. <clears throat> and you'll see that reflected in here. Not so much from the guy they're talking about with JT, but the other people that are there. But when they woke up this stinking giant, he said it was the worst stench he had ever smelled in his life. They knew they had to get out of there ASAP. Okay. Now, um... We, if you haven't heard part one, I would see part one. We talk a lot about this particular subject. I, I generally wouldn't start out the teaching this way. I've kind of built to this point here, okay? Because we've talked a lot about the giants up until this point to establish this. I've talked about it a lot in previous teachings going all the way back, you know, probably to 2007, 2008. So <clears throat> the description of this video reads... JP, who continues to serve in the U.S. Army, that's the guy they're interviewing, was part of a 10-man multinational mission to an underground temple. Now, this is Michael Salia. He is the guy and the proprietor of exopolitics, meaning extraterrestrial politics. He is at the spear tip, like Stephen Greer, like David Wilcock, and that ilk of bringing about the disclosure movement, bringing about the whole, there are... Elder Space Brethren, they're basically our creators. They're here to help us. They're here to take out the Wicked Cabal. They're here to give us all the goodies. Okay. The guy that he's interviewing, JP, <clears throat> again, and I'll just read this over, who continues to serve in the U.S. Army was part of a 10-man multinational mission to an underground temple. Now, I've played these two before as well in previous studies, which was accessed through a portal doorway located under a military installation. He described the temple he visited as inside a large underground cavern, and it consisted of four white marble pillars, beyond which was a large sarcophagus, like a, like a coffin, basically, a sarcophagus. More, more like typically sarcophagus, you think of something like a stone, you think of things like something, an Egyptian burial type thing. Um... Inside was an approximate 12-foot red-haired giant who appeared to be dead and in a state of decomposition. He was surrounded by beautiful jewelry consistent with his status as a noble or king. JP's team was first joined by another 10-man team that, that assessed the temple through a portal in Brazil. Yes, like a Stargate portal. Okay, some type of... Granted, listen, they've prepped us for that as well. You got Stargate SG... Um, You've got Stargate Atlantis. You have got, I mean, and they literally work with the DOD in preparing those shows. I've done whole studies on both of those series. 
yeah, it's Stargate SG-1. I always get the I and confused. Stargate SG-1 series ran from 1997 all the way to 2007. Ran a very long, and then that segued into Stargate Atlantis, which read, which you know was another longer run, seven, eight years on that as well. So the whole premise of those shows are about these portals and these Stargates. Uh, that can be used in transportation. You, you've you got all type of... They, they started prepping us for this, like with um, Star Trek. With the, you know, how they would beam me up, uh, Scotty or whatever, you know. Um, that type of stuff. So, that type of concept, they have been telegraphing to us for a very long time. Um, anyway, going back to this report, it says that... A third team showed up from Africa and the personnel communicated, that team communicated in French. They only spoke French. After a disturbance affected the temple and sounds were heard from the sarcophagus, the teams withdrew. <laughs> when JP's team returned to the sarcophagus, the giant and the jewels were all gone. Um, it was assumed he wanted to have his bling. You know, when he, he wanted to, to, you know, as a giant striding through life bling and having a sense of fashion it's important i mean come on guys let's be honest it's it's important you know um i don't know if the stench had come off him he pr probably the first thing he needed to do is take a good shower i would imagine that there was a bar of irish spring waiting for him in an adjacent i don't know locker room or something down there and you know hopefully this thing you know washed off and you know because you get all the jewelry in the world but man if you stink like something that you know nobody's ever smelled before that's a factor it's a factor to consider um anyway so when jp's team returned to the sarcophagus the jewels and the giant were gone as it was assumed the giant had been res resuscitated through some sort of advanced technology but nothing seemed to corroborate this. Now, again, I've talked a lot about this. A lot about this subject, exactly. I'm going to give post for you um, three of the teachings I've done on the subject below this. I'll get into that after we play this clip. It's kind of a longer clip, and um, we'll, we'll try to get through it as quickly as we can. Uh, again, Matthew 24, 37, you heard me say it a lot, but... As the days of Noe were, Noah, essentially, so shall be also be, so also the coming of the Son of Man will be. So, Jesus Christ said that. Then in Noah's day, okay, so what was going on in Noah's day? There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that. Was it just, it wasn't just in the days of Noah, also after that. The Israelites encountered them when they tried to take the promised land. First thing they encountered, okay? So, We've talked a lot about that in previous teachings. When the sons of God, meaning the angels, came into the daughters of men, the Bible's very clear, very plain on this. It's not the godly line of Seth interbreeding with the wicked daughters of Cain. The sons of God, the angels, came into the daughters of men and bare children to them. The same became men, the mighty men, which were of old, the men of renown, which is where we get a lot of our Greek mythology and this type of stuff from as well. All right, so let's go ahead and play this. All right, so I'm getting ready to play this. Again, this is JP from the U.S. Army and Dr. Michael Sala. 
Uh, and this is Exopolitics Today. This is from three months ago. And um, there is some language. JP can't, you know, keep his mouth shut. Wish he could. Um, I tried to play the clips that mostly didn't have language in them. Uh, but it's tough when it's so many times. You know, I just don't understand why people have to do that on air, especially. I mean, come on, give me a break. It, it doesn't add your credibility. You go up there and you start cussing. But I mean, a lot of people, that's all they want to do. You know, I think it's cool, I guess. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and play this. And we're going to start at the 6.42 minute because I'm trying to get through this. This is when he's 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 went on the mission. He's in the woods. They go to this location and then they finally find this cabin. And this is the entrance into this underground thing. So I want to give you a little bit of context there as well. So I knew Jake and Robbie. Robbie, he was really scared. I think that was his first. That's the guy I was telling you that that was his first mission. Okay, this uh, is JP talking. Jake, I've been in a couple missions with him, so he's really he really knows what's coming, and Robbie does not know what's coming. So, uh, we enter into this cave system, not cave, but it, it's like a ramp that goes down, right? Um, it's, it goes like thirty degrees down, and when you open this cabin, you go into this hole into the ground. And we start going down. So and I think it was like a cabin in the woods, unassuming. You, you know, just kind of there. And it's a cover for the entrance to this underground facility. And it starts getting wider to 10 feet wide. A total of two people can walk down together. So it was a total of 10. So we walked in, in rows of five, but two by two. And we kept going down, and we saw these lights connecting to the side and side. And there were electrical lights, and they were flickering while we were going down the cave system. It's not a cave, but it was like a like a hallway. There it is. It was a hallway that kept going 30 degrees. But when we kept going down, it kept going down to like 40, 40 degrees, and we felt it, you know. Because we had water with us. We had um, medical equipment just in case crap hit the fan, you know. We always have everything what we need. We got our MREs, you know. We don't know what type of mission or how long we're going to be doing this mission. We don't know if it's a practice mission. We don't know. When we go to these missions, we don't know what to expect. So we go prepare. So just to clarify there, so you started off 10 guys, all in civilian outfit and just boots. You, you get in this van, it drives an hour, and in the van, I guess you have what, uh, you changed into some sort of suit. They, they had the... Uh, no, we didn't change, we didn't change no suit. We had our boots and we mm -hmm. stayed in civilians. We just had um, our vest on. So the M4s and the food supply and all of that, that was all in the, all in the van couple bags a couple guys had on um, their flakes man so just a couple of big bags with the guns in them in the van yeah we had three guys that had their ruck so you know they they like to carry their their shit so it's normal in the military world you know we like to carry our stuff to be to be safe you know we don't know what to expect so they told us hey you're going to a mission so we don't know if it's a practice mission or a real mission you know so just to keep us 
engage mentally. That's how it is. You know, sometimes we have practice mission, and I don't even tell you, I don't even talk about it because it's just practice. But when they say there's a mission, we don't know if it's practice or a real mission. This was a real mission. And we, we figured that out when we entered into the tunnel. So, okay, so I'm going to skip ahead now. So this is something that him and his team do routinely. Okay, and he, it's funny, the last video I listened to him, he's like, I really don't want to do this anymore. He says, I'm starting to have all kind of ill health effects from the stuff he's being exposed to doing these missions. You could tell he was ready for this to be done. He does not even like going on these things because, I mean, they're a lot of times absolutely terrifying. Like dealing with these giants, reactivating them and, and stuff like this. And, you know, maybe deep down, this guy knows what he's doing is wrong. I don't know. I, I, I pray to God that he gets saved. I, I really do. I, I don't sense that he's some horrible person. And he's very matter of fact on these missions. I mean, it's not like you you could tell he's trying to do something rehearsed. He's very matter of fact. I'm not saying they couldn't implant these memories in him. I know there's all kind of tech where they could do that. But the fact remains is that I have heard over and over and have reported on over and over that these giants are awakening from these stasis chambers. He's just one of the many. But... He's one of the only first-hand accounts of actually hands-on going in there. And not only that, he's being released to tell these stories. Why? Because this is all part of the soft disclosure program that the, the government, the world government, basically the New World Order boys, the elitists want us to know. This is Kabbalistic. This is also predictive programming. They want a certain sect of the population to know. So this information is leaking out. And a certain people will have a heads up so that when this does happen, well, Kabbalistically, from that standpoint, well, we've given you the heads up. And two, there will be people in the know that won't be caught supposedly flat-footed, even though they're totally deluded and deceived. Okay, so that's a little bit more of the, the premise of all this. Okay, fast-forwarding to the 22:15 mark. I'm going to let this play to oh, about 20 minutes here because this is where the whole thing about the giant is okay what they have what happened before then what happened during the reactivation bringing this giant out of stasis and then what happened afterward this is the pertinent part there the, the video itself is an hour and two minutes long and i mean again i it's not something where i would say oh yeah you really should listen to the whole thing i mean these guys are deluded okay um they're viewing this like a good thing this is not good this is horribly wicked and evil. They don't, I mean, J, I don't think JP has a clue how, I, although I kind of think he does. You, you can kind of hear how he talks about it. You, you can just tell he wasn't super wild about this. Now, I'm sure Michael Salia thinks this is the next best thing since sliced bread. Uh, JP almost, a lot of the times in his interviews, he comes across like a kind of an unwilling participant in this wickedness he has some type of occultic psychic abilities that's why he's been chosen for this they just don't oh okay we saw this dude off the road and we're gonna bring him into the army no you you have to have and again does he have some type of nephilim genetics i i don't know where where they can go in and have the ability to um activate these things because I get the sense, and you'll get the sense listening to this, that yes, and again, from an occultic standpoint, yes, there are certain people that have different paranormal abilities, and JP has got 
a certain set of paranormal abilities that I don't really think he even fully understands. And almost every single person that goes on these missions has a different set of paranormal abilities because they, a lot of times, are used specifically for those missions for that reason. So, back to the mission. I'm sorry about that, but I just wanted to clear that out. Okay, no, no problem. I'm, no, he just, I think he just got done doing that. He speaks like four languages, um, and he, he will a lot of times stop and say, okay, I want to say this in Portuguese or whatever to my listeners there, and so that they can understand what happened. So this sarcophagus just passed the other two pillars. So you yeah. pass two pillars, another two pillars, and then there's a sarcophagus. So we got close to the sarcophagus. I don't know why I can't say it. We, we know what you mean, so, so just keep going. All right. The sarcophagus, the, the, the basically the coffin the giant is in. Yeah, it was a big box. So we got close to this big box. And, <laughs> and when we got close to it, it was huge. It was 12 feet long by six. Wow. So it was a big one. Yeah. And I mean, 12 feet by six. Now, I don't know if he was that broad or whether it was exaggerated, but that's that's a big sucker. You know, he's corn fed. He's a corn fed thoroughbred. This this giant here. And it had a lid on top. It's really heavy, like 2,000 pounds. And we got close to it. And behind the pillars, they had these big balls. And they had these liquid inside of it. And they started glowing like bluish white and getting brighter when we were getting close to it. And it's probably because whatever paranormal or psychic abilities these people had, it was act activating them. I say that because I've listened to a lot of this guy's broadcasts. And people that have the right Nephilim genetics... When they go into these things, these things start to turn on and activate, okay? And again, guys, this is most likely going to be a big part of the coming strong delusion. They talk about these things called space arcs that are supposedly all over the earth that are being activated right now. And only people with the right... And and it's funny because in Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis, you had to have the right... um, it, what they called Atlantean, which means Nephilim, you had to have the the right amount of Nephilim or Atlantean DNA in order to operate this ancient technology that they had. They had these things called like jumpers and these these chairs that you could sit in where you could fire these weapons. But if you were just a normal human whose DNA hadn't been defiled, you couldn't do anything. It wouldn't recognize you. Okay, but if you had the right DNA, it would instantly turn on when you like sat in the chair, when you got into a jumper, the things would come up. It's exactly reminiscent of what he's describing here. Again, all predictive programming that Hollywood has given us. And again, just key in Stargate Atlantis in the keyword search. Man, I've done so many studies on that show or SG-1. I mean, the DOD collaborated with them. It was at the, the ending credits. On, on uh, I don't know if it was every single ending credit, but some of them there were. I've got screenshots in the whole nine yards of my PDFs. So we heard another door opening behind it. It was the same sound. And it started moving to the side. And total of 10 beings 
came out dressed in white robe, came out in line. And we're like, holy shit, who, who are these people? Uh, sorry. We we got tight we got tied up and we know we just get calm. So one of those guys came close and our first guy, our answer I see, went close to that guy and they started talking. I'm like, okay, cool. They know each other. Awesome. Who are they? They had black type of boots and they had white robes. Similar, they look like now, from a fashion standpoint, I don't know, black boots and white robes. I just I don't know, that's a little bit of a faux pas. I mean, fashion faux pas. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing my two cents in there. But what he's basically saying is another team, these guys in white robes came through, through some type of portal, okay, that was behind, I guess, this door. And the team leaders, which were really the only ones that really knew what were going on, they they went and they interacted with the other team leader. But the people within the team, like these 10 men, most of them had no clue what was going on, and he describes more of it. Like a, like a samurai? Similar look to them? Um, they were oriental looking, but their eyes were a little bit bigger. They had black hair, but they had a really pale skin. So their eyes were slightly bigger and their nose were really small. Hmm. And their mouth was like the size, really small. Or so again, maybe these were hubrids. Maybe these were hybrids. Because a hubrid will appear totally, can appear totally normal. You cannot tell them from what. Now a hybrid, a hybrid will have features that don't look right. I've had listeners, a uh, listener um, that was in Australia, uh, her and her husband both saw this. And again, it was kind of like Taylor being able to see this and no one else can. They're walking through this mall, and I've, I've read the account before in, uh, I believe, Australia, and this gigantic, I think, woman comes walking through. I don't know if she was with a man or not. And they clearly weren't human. They, they were very, very tall, I think very pale skin. Their features were not quite human. That's how a actual hybrid will look. And now a hybrid is half Nephilim, half basically fallen angel or some Nephilim creature and half human. A hybrid again is, is when now and then you take the, the hybrid and you breed it with another human. Okay. And this is the whole alien breeding program. That gives you a hubrid, which I've called them in the past on the Solomon Islands. There's half-cast, there's full-grown giants, which are just basically fallen angel with human. And then if they breed with another human, uh, a giant breeds with another human, well, then you're going to get a um, quarter-cast, or I'm sorry, a half-cast giant. And then if the, if the half-cast giant breeds with another human, then you're going to get a quarter-cast giant. And I've read the accounts from Solomon Island Mysteries, Marius Bor Borlin, and I, again, I don't even think you can get his book at all now. I've read you whole excerpts from that book. Um, uh, that they're, you know, that's a common, common, very common thing in Solomon Islands. Um, he even went and visited one of the quarter cast giants, which in that particular case, the quarter cast was... It was half or quarter. I think it was quarter. In the case of a giant, now this isn't 
this is a, the, what we consider the classic alien breeding program. Okay, this are these are literal Neanderthal-looking, horrible, disfiguring, the worst thing you can imagine giants in a primitive landscape on an island in the South South Pacific. Okay, again, Solomon Island mysteries. You won't be able to really um, find the book. You might be able to find download somewhere. Um, I talked about that in a recent study you can just can solomon island mysteries i believe and um he went and visited one that was still uh in some of the tribes i think one or two of the tribes they had these things still like living among them now this is a quarter cast and i mean even a quarter cast giant was just beyond freakishly creepy and could eat food quantities you can't even imagine and then you then i guess you could have an eighth cast giant you know and again most of the people a lot of the people on the solomon islands i believe have this nephilim dna in them because there's i got into that in that teaching as well where there's genetic markers that they have that just aren't right they're they're just not fully quite human okay so anyway we'll go further they look Asian, you know. So one of the, one of them started speaking Portuguese, and then one of the guys that knew and me, we started listening to them, and they were saying, "A gente está no Brasil também. Você sabe aonde que tipo de?" I don't know how to speak Portuguese. He does. I don't know why. I don't know if he's going to translate here. I don't know. He starts talking about like that. He says, "We are in Brazil too." Okay. And he was asking if we ever seen this before. And then another person from where they started speaking Spanish as well um, in their group. And they started speaking loud. Hey, ustedes saben donde están la, eh, la otra piedra que nosotros podemos pasar. And we started communicating in Spanish as well. So they knew Spanish and they knew Portuguese. And I know he knows, obviously, English, Portuguese, Spanish, and one other language. also knew Spanish and Portuguese, but the NCYC, he knew some, some other Asian. I think he knew Chinese, a type of Chinese, I don't know, but I think it was an ancient type of Chinese. I don't know what type of language it was. It sounded like Chinese, but it was like, I think it was like a more ancient type of Chinese. And he started talking to the other guy. And we started just talking back. And we all sounded like, But we kept, we kept a distance to each other. And we were talking, communicating each other. Because they were asking, oh, did you see a certain kind of rock? Were you coming down? Um, did you see, did you feel something weird? Because for them, they still think that they were, in the bottom of Brazil. So something happens that when you pass through this door that is like, shh, you, you, you go somewhere else. It's some kind of portal. So it's another place that you go to instantly when you when you pass these doors. So the doors are really portals. Yeah. They're, they're like a type of portal. Right. So, so, so you, you got in through, through a portal door under, under that base and when you walk through that portal door, it took you to someplace. So, so the um, 
temple underneath, the big temple you saw, the pillars and the sarcophagus, that's not necessarily under the base where you started from. It could be anywhere. And the same it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Guys, the 10 guys that came through the other place that they may, may have started off in Brazil. They, so, this so he might not have been where he thought he was either, I guess. Anywhere. Yeah. These guys, they came out somewhere from the Amazon, they said. A location from the Amazon. I don't know people that look like that in the Amazon. Um, but they say that they were, their location was somewhere in the Amazon. That well, but the thing is, is in the Amazon, it's so remote. It's so unexplored. It's so, I mean, vast that I have heard about cultures there that are just basically they're 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 almost like a nation unto themselves not a maybe a nation but colonies of people that you know have been hidden and in i don't know how exactly all that works but that what may that's what may be the case here i don't know it's not disclosed for people yet so they were asking that and we were like, no, we're we're in Florida. And they were like, no, but we're in Brazil. And right there, we understood that. Oh, so I guess this was in Florida. Okay. Well, that's where he's based out of, Florida. So he's done a lot of teachings on Florida, on the underground stuff they have there. Uh, I'm, sh I'm pretty sure it's mostly in more the upper at least the middle part of the state up uh, where they have like the spring systems. There's a lot of springs there. And um, because the Southern part where I'm from, there's really none of that. We were somewhere else that it was far away from wherever we were at. And on the other side, we heard another door. It opened. 10 more people came in. We were like, Holy crap what's going on like and, and these people were they were all they're black africans from africa but they were they were dressed they were dressed different they didn't have a lot of clothes on and they came in um also and they started speaking french and one of our guys started speaking french to them asking them hey where where are you guys from and they said that they spoke like 23 other dialects of different languages. Somebody in their government told them to go through here. And we kept asking them what country in Africa were they from, but they wanted to keep that a secret. They didn't want to tell us where were they from, but they're saying that they got guided by their government to come in here. So they got forced in a way to to go to come in here uh, to come into the location now there's a total of 30 people inside this temple place the the people that came from brazil started talking to the africans with different dialect that they knew and they were communicating two of the other guys knew the dialect and they kept communicating i did not understand so our guy in charge he he told everybody to come in. So we all started getting close to these big balls that had liquid. And he said, hey, let's let's get close to these balls, everybody. Everybody that's here. 
So we all, we all got close to this ball, and we felt like the gravity was leaving, like the gravity was getting really light. And one of the guys started jumping, and, you know, you, you, you really jump like two feet. But this guy was jumping. He started jumping. He was like, he was feeling, he's like, hey, bro, I feel lighter. I feel lighter. So he took his uh, rucksack off, and he threw it up, and it went up like, 20 feet and it came down soft and he caught it. He was like, bro, what the hell's going on? What's going on? And the gravity started leaving, but we could still walk. So I guess the gravity, uh, like 65% of the gravity left of the place that we were on. So, so what, what was it in the sarcophagus? Did you, were you told anything about the sarcophagus? Well, yeah, we started, Everything started getting light. Like the gravity started leaving, and the lid that was 2,000 pounds was all of, all of a sudden like 300 pounds, like lighter. Like it was really light. And it took like probably like 20 guys to lift it up, like 18, 17 guys to lift it up. So we, we, we lifted it up because one of the guys from Brazil, they were like, hey, like, we need to do it in this way. Like, he knew what he was doing. So we had to push it out and then grab it without breaking. He says, no quebra no, no quebra no. He was like, don't break it, don't break it. And the other guy was like, no lo rompa, no lo rompa. And then one of the other guys, there was like, he was like, muy maje, muy maje. Like, he was hungry or something like that. He was saying that. So he started eating food that they brung. It was like a dry meat that they had. And we moved, we moved the the lid, right? And it stunk, and it was the worst smell I ever smelled in my freaking life. Um, I was gagging. I was like, oh my god, what, what's going on? What is this? What's in here? Two, like, like six of our guys almost started throwing up with the smell. That was, it was really terrible. And we moved it, and we we looked in. It was uh it was a big skeleton. Whoever was in there was really huge. He was like 10 feet tall around there. Huge. His skull was like three of mine. Like his skin was, I guess, dark. But when, you know, you know, die, when you die, I guess you, you turn dark, I guess. Uh, he had red hair, red hair. The skin was like a blackish gray. The skull, you can see the skull. His eyes were synced in. And he had, you know, we saw it, it was dead, whatever it was. It's funny because you, you text me a picture of a of a king that the next day that, that, that happened. I'm like, man, why is he asking me this question after this mission? That, that was so weird. That was like so synchronized. It's a picture that I saw circulated years ago that was supposedly of some giant king or a king, an ancient king in some kind of stasis chamber. Okay. But this guy was not in stasis. This guy was dead. This guy was totally dead. Totally dead. And and, and you say the skin was there, the, you could see skeleton, the skeleton and all of that. I mean, how long... Uh, are we talking about, I mean, obviously, a body that's been there for 
a thousand years. I well, mean, it's still it's still stunk. It's still stunk. So I don't know how many years a body can be stinking. Maybe the stench was like there until we opened it. It was open till we opened it and it stunk like that. It stunk like when you know when you find a dead frog somewhere <laughs> and it's like laying around. The smell like really bad, man. Really bad. Doc, it was a bad smell. <laughs> so we all had to look. We everybody again. I hope he hit the showers. You know, I mean, and I hope that he had some type of loofah, something, you know, because I mean, I don't know if a washcloth's gonna cut it after I don't know thousands of years of decomposition. Ah. Uh, it's a problem. It's a problem. But a loof, I think, could get the job done with enough Irish spring. A loof, you know, given enough time and a hot enough shower, you know, I think he could, you know, perk up and get back in the game. Looked at it, and everybody was like, "Wow, look at that!" He had a lot of type of jewelry, similar to that picture that you showed me, but he had more, more type of like jewels with him, and the jewels had different shapes and it was placed by his arms these jewels was on top of his arms and it was placed there um it was black jewels it was red jewels his head he had red hair and he had jewels behind him and on his chest he had a big big jewel really nice the shape of a diamond but long elongated diamond it was nice jewels. One of the guys took the jewel and, and our guy said, hey, don't touch that shit. Put it back. And they started arguing because they wanted to take it with them, the Brazilians. And we said, no, leave it as it is. We need to put this back. You know, because sometimes when you open something like that, you activate something else. So in our side, in our experience on the arcs, usually things happen when you kind of like open something else you activate something else so we were not scared but we were worried that if we take anything out especially if it's like a type of jewel that it will activate something around the hallway or anywhere heading back home so it's like yo leave it as it is plus the owner may not be none too happy when he wakes up which is going to be shortly so the the Africans, they were like, put it back, put it back. We're, you know, we're putting everything back. And they started dancing around it. <laughs> Similar to when the Mayans, um, Mexicans were dancing in the ark. It was like a similar dance. And they started dancing around the, the box. And they were like... Now, was it the boot scoot boogie? Was it what kind of... What some little Scottish jig, square dancing? I mean, well, I wish you'd kind of elaborate. Singing something different, and the lights started really getting really bright. So everybody started standing back, and the gravity started coming back. And when we look up, we see a round symbol that is round and it spirals in, and it starts getting bright as well. 
and then we started feeling heavy. We we started feeling like our you can see our faces coming down. I think I weighed probably like four hundred pounds by the weight that we were feeling. Some of the guys even sat down <clears throat> because we felt like we're we were like really really heavy. So it was the whatever compensatory mechanism of the the gravity that was somehow being influenced so they could get this sarcophagus lid off we only knew god knows how much it actually weighed evidently that was why that happened and then once it was off and the activation process happened then it was almost like the compensatory mechanism like say okay now you're everything's going to balance out and now the gravity is going to be far worse than it was before whatever was happening it was getting reversed then i don't know what happened but the thing got pushed out the the lid and we heard a big big yell like really low like oh and it started echoing like like oh similar to like um when the monks the monks they they um they sing they they yeah they do their meditation like uh, like the gregorian chants uh, we we all heard that coming out from from the box so whatever was there came back alive i don't know how i don't know what technology or what magic or what yeah. happened there yeah but I've, I've heard this more than once this type of scenario and we could think oh come on all i'm saying guys i've heard this this is not the first time i've heard this and um of course i can't be dogmatic i wasn't there but uh i do believe this type of fallen angelic technology somehow exists the ncic yo let's get the hell out of here right now <laughs> we need to get out of here so we, we we went back it was not scary but it was weird what we were feeling the feeling, the reason we decided to go back is because we were feeling weird. Um, I never felt like this before. It was not like a sense of peace. <laughs> Wasn't the Holy Spirit, I can tell you that for sure. It was weird. So when you say it was coming back to life, are you talking about that giant, that dead giant was, was coming back to life? You could see things happening with it? The lid, the lid came off by itself. And we heard a low tone voice coming out from the box. And we just got the hell out of there, Doc. <laughs> and the Brazilians, they just ran back out. And we heard like big, big, big like thumps, like, like. And then we fee five fo fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. We we started hearing thumps and echoes and the Africans they kept dancing. <laughs> the guy in charge of our squad, you know, he decided to go back. So we went back and we were flashing the lights because it was dark. Everything was dark. One of the balls was broken. We don't know how. The ball was broken, but we started getting close, and the liquid in the floor, when we were getting close, it was getting bright. So, 
Hmm. When we look inside, everybody gets back. We look inside. It was empty. There was nothing there. The The box was empty. All the jewels, everything was gone. There's no way in the 10 minutes that we went back and forth that somebody took that out or got rid of it. So everything that was in the box disappeared. And we were like, shit, man, what the hell is this? What the hell we just did? Like, what we do, what do we do right now? Huh. Who is this person that woke up? Where is he at right now? Who is he? And what's happening? So He's probably made it out with hot wire in a car and get out of Dodge, you know? It was a type of activation that we did to to wake this particular person up. But it'd have to be a convertible to hot wire because, you know, obviously couldn't fit a normal-sized car. So we started heading back. We we head back, and we were in shock. We were like, who, 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 who is this particular person that we woke up? And that that was it, Doc. That was the, the the mission. It was a type of activation of somebody that that was dead for a long time. So so the NCO who was in charge of the mission, or it appeared dead. I don't, you know. He he knew what the goal was. I mean, you guys didn't know, but he knew that you had to go down through that tunnel, through that doorway, and that there was some kind of temple complex somewhere that the portal took you to, and in there there was a, a sarcophagus with a, a giant in there. He, he knew all of that. Yeah, yeah, he knew. He knew. Um, he knew about more about the mission that, that we, we knew. But we were confused going back home. We were like, hey, what happened? He didn't want to talk about it as much. He wanted to say nothing. But he, he said, hey, we just activated something. It's okay. No, it's he not. needed to be activated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got other nations involved with this type of activation. I'm sure he's going to do such good in the world. And I was like, man, I, I need I need more information when we go. <laughs> you see, again, you see why Jesus said as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days. Of, these things are waking up. And we're just getting started today because we're actually going to be looking at this more in depth now type of missions was happening so i got the green light to talk about this because this is not only happening here in the u.s but it's happening in brazil is happening in other nations in africa europe russia china mm -hmm. certain groups are getting together and they're activating certain things that i guess is for the better <laughs> good for it to activate. That's the line, the bill of goods you're being sold, which is a life in the pit of hell. But notice what he just said. This is happening all over the place. Well, right on cue. Well, before I get into that, which is what really inspired this study, just for your own edification, if you if you are interested, I've done some teachings where we specifically talked about this in times past. Um, first one. Emergency freedom alert for 2.13 of 23. So just, you know, I don't know, 10 months ago. Uh, part two, table of contents where I talked about this. Giants emerging everywhere. They cannot hide this. Then, strong delusion. According to top high-level New Agers, seven sleeping Anunnaki giants. And again, I've done whole studies on the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki are specifically mentioned 
the sons of Anak, the Anunnaki are specifically mentioned in the Bible. Just key in Anunnaki in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. A-N-U-N-N-A-K-I. Seven sleeping Anunnaki giants, giants, um, scientists are awakening to, quote, enlighten humanity to bring us to a, quote, new golden age. It's the same stuff I've kept warning about and how they're, they're trying to package this. Then, listener comment. Nephilim architecture. Yes, they are probably looking for ancient Nephilim technology, but I also believe they're trying to raise these Nephilim. They will be the first... They will be the first ones sorry when they do. Well, I got, I mean, these people were fixing to be real sorry if they would have stayed in the room with this thing. Because, I mean, he's probably cranky, stunk, and, you know, like I said, he needed that, really needed a shower. And, you know, I can't imagine he was famished after thousands of years. And they might have been what was on the menu if they had stayed in the room, <laughs> considering that uh, humans are their preferred choice of food. Um, so then um, biblical giants alive on the Solomon Islands. Nephilim, we've talked a lot about that too. You could just can't Solomon Islands where I've talked all about that. Then my part seven mega study entitled, um, really this is part seven and eight. I give you the links to both. Mega study, part seven, strong delusion, uh, wickedness increasing, a alien UFO disclosure agenda, evil giants waking, CERN, Nephilim, and the Ascended Masters. All of this is tied together. Part 7 and Part 8, I give you the links to those. Okay, And what we talk about are sleeping giants in stasis chambers ready to awaken whistleblower claims. Now, this was back in 2015. Back then, what I was hearing more about were that they were in their stasis chamber still. Some had come out. But now what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing evidence of, as we're going to get into in the next part, is they're coming out. And they're waking and they're being seen. Okay? And that's what we're going to talk about next. Uh, so, which this email from a listener named Don kind of... I had a lot of this information... Uh, some of it was here, there, some of it was kind of in the hopper, but this is kind of what inspired me to do the teaching this day. Listener comment, giant seen in Thailand and around the world in the last few weeks. Um, she starts off a really just very nice complimentary thing she says, but then she says, I wanted to write you about the appearances of giants showing up all over social media recently and again this is all part of this whole disclosure thing this is part of it okay it's not just ufo stuff it's this too i'm an active user on tiktok and generate some of my income from that platform so i'm frequently on there in the last month or two filmed giants have absolutely been blowing up the most recent one is from thailand where a local is filmed um filming a giant on a mountaintop it's chilling footage it's undeniable in my opinion you can hear everyone in the background panicking and excited at what they're witnessing i will play these now granted you're not gonna you're not gonna see it but i'm gonna play narrate there's gonna be some narration from the videos themselves and you can go back and watch all this make up your own mind i've been waiting to do this study for a while because i've been aware of this but I wanted to see more collaboration. I wanted to see more cross-confirmation from different platforms, from different sources, from different unrelated people, from different people that 
didn't normally post on stuff like this. And that's one of the common themes you're going to see about a lot of these people is that they all of a sudden they're, they're doing, oh, here's day-to-day birthday party or day-to-day life. And then all of a sudden they have this thing about some giant they saw. And then it goes back to just normal posting. Meaning they're not like they're, they're people that started out to do something like this. Um, anyway, uh, look, she says, no doubt in my mind, it's real raw footage. I wanted to send you the video, but I don't know how to hear. But if you search for giant scene in Thailand, the footage was first posted on December 5th. I give you all the links to these. I'm going to play them. Since then, it, is, it has obviously traveled quite a bit as people are fascinated and terrified at what clearly can be seen. Okay, so December 5th, I'm recording this on December 25th. So 20 days ago, it seems as if more and more giants are brazenly appearing for the world to see. And so it's fascinating as I've been listening to your podcast for years, how it all seems to line up with the slow disclosure and the desensitization of these evil beings coming out more and more to make themselves known. The topic of giants is extremely fascinating for me for reasons closer to home as well. And here's why I have a family in Canada who 20 ish years ago, purchased many acres of land. I don't recall if they were building on the land or were attempting to prepare the building and flattening out the land when it happened, but they found giant skeletons. Okay, now, (laughs) I went over this over and over how, even in just America alone, there's whole books written on this. The Smithsonian cover-up, I believe Steve Quayle sells it, um, where when this land was being developed, people would go on lands and the farmers and they would find these giant skeletons and for a long time it would appear in the news the local news publications but then when the smithsonian got cranked up and they started getting wind of these things they started going to all these places and taking all these bones and disappearing them and then acting like it never happened it's been a gigantic cover-up from the from the smithsonian institute for many 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 decades okay so that's what happens when when this goes on because they do not want anything that is going to confirm the biblical narrative Uh, giants don't fit into the into the theory of evolution either charles charles darwinism where do they fall on that chart even though that chart's totally bogus and garbage okay but it does confirm what the bible says and they don't want that so um they found giant skeletons and this was in canada they found two fully intact 12 foot human skeletons Sounds much like what we just heard there. Well, the, the account we just heard. Unfortunately, they reported the skeletons, which were immediately hauled away by whichever authorities they informed, and they have no idea where they were taken to. My parents also had a very spiritually upsetting experience with the giant burial ground on their recent trip back to Canada, and they felt a strong presence of evil when they arrived on the grounds. They were renting a cottage on this gorgeous 40-acre property, and a mere two days into their stay, they had become so physically ill, dizzy, headache, nausea, and wrought with unexplained anxiety that they canceled early and fled the area. Why? Because these things give off a very negative, evil energy, wherever they're buried at, evidently. Um, It wasn't until they had left and immediately they felt better and peace, and then they found out that they had been on the same land as multiple giant burial mounds. Okay. And in these multiple giant burial mounds typically are giants or can be just wanted to share as I've been re-listening to many of your podcasts about the giants of Nephilim. Thanks again, Dawn. Okay. So I'm 
I want to make sure I can get all this in in this one part. So, giant spotted in Thailand. Another person films a giant. Nephilim are coming, plus a biblical look at Goliath's armor. All right, so I'm going to go go ahead and try to get through this here. Let's see. Okay. This first video and most recent sighting that we'll look at is from the TikTok page Bayo Udona. What brings a lot of credibility to this video, as well as some of the other recent sightings. Okay, so this is the giant video from Thailand. Again, I know you can't see it, but I give you the links to see it, and I'm gonna—he's gonna narrate. I'm gonna narrate, and we'll kind of tell you what's going on. Is it comes from a TikTok page that was from someone just posting random videos, really for probably their friends and family, not somebody who's just out there trying to get a lot of views. Right. This video was taken somewhere, it seems, in India. You'll be able to hear from the people in the background. It sounds like they're freaking out while looking at what seems to be a massive being standing on this mountainside. It's very foggy, but you can see this. I guess it's a giant figure moving up this. Uh, I don't know if it's a. I guess, yeah, you could call it kind of a mountain, but it's pretty near to them. It's more like a bigger hill, um, but it looks pretty rocky. Of course, it's foggy, and it looks like there's a lot of trees between them and this giant, but you can see it moving, and they probably have a much better perspective than we have um, regarding the size of it. They, they probably know what a normal-sized human would look on that exact ridge because they've probably seen it before. So they can instantly see this is not normal. This is way bigger than a normal sized human. And then it just, it kind of like, it looks like it starts going down the other side of this mountain and then it disappears. That TikTok page has gone back to just posting regular videos. So it seems as if they've really just recorded something completely random and posted it. And it really seems as if they caught something out of the ordinary there. It seems as if these types of sightings are really increasing worldwide. Yep. This is a clip that I posted recently from someone in Utah working at a rock quarry who filmed this massive being up on the side of a mountain. Right. And worth mentioning is while they're breaking down this mountain, maybe even with dynamite, there's no way they're allowing people up on the side of that mountain. Right. I oh, don't know, that thing's kind of creepy. It's like a person's silhouette. Man, I mean, that thing has got to be I mean, really large, um, because you can clearly see it on this mountainside that they had just blasted, and he—you can tell he's in a big old, I don't know, construction thing. Uh, I don't know, a thing with the scooper on it, the whole nine yards, and he's zooming in and out on this thing. Really good footage on this, but it is pretty far away. But yeah, I mean, it's wow. Up in the clouds. I'm sorry if it was your mountain i'm sorry i broke it this next clip we'll look at is from actually an older video but one that i've never come across and it was from a giant being that someone filmed on the side of a mountain in peru and peru has a history that in my opinion is completely tied to right. the fallen angels as well as their giant they off have a ton of these these block uh uh construction where there's no way we would even have a crane that could lift these things to this day and they seemingly are like melted into one another it's a technology that we we do not possess 
A lot of that goes on in Peru. We can see it in the art. I mean, the, the the face peelers that we just talked about for Timothy Alberino went down there to Peru. You know, there's a lot of ground zero occultic Nephilim cryptozoological creatures down there. Of Cusco and Sacsayhuaman and just the incredible things left in stone there in Peru. While at first glance looking at this video, it seems as if two people are kind of crouching down and you'll see one of them stands up and becomes very tall. Yeah, yeah that don't look human. You can see here the uploader did a side-by-side -side comparison. You can see the rock here in both clips and how the people here are definitely closer in height to that rock whereas this thing that stands up seems to be very tall right. and thin this so they put a person up there for comparison and yeah this thing that stands up like when they're crouching down it's about as big as the human and when it stands up it's just ridiculous all thin giant looking creature yeah. reminded me of a sighting that came out in 2020 in mexico there's a couple playing with their kid outside and then they heard a large explosion when they looked over to the hill where they heard it coming from they thought that some type of rock avalanche or something was going on and then they just saw this massive tall thin being that they refer to as a giant they snapped a couple pictures of this and while it is hard to tell what this is it does look like a massive thin type of being when the last days occur, Satan and his fallen realm are going to become more prevalent on the earth, similar to as they were in the days of Noah. We know that they were kind of running rampant on the earth in those days, and it seems as if they will again. Are these sightings tied to these fallen ones and their offspring coming back upon the earth once again? This video here, again, from Mexico allegedly, seems as if there's a giant being coming out of a cave and just peeking out seems like an abnormal person almost looks as maybe wow. as if there's hair on yeah, the he got some footage i haven't even seen part of him some people have come out claimed whistleblowers whether true or not you have to decide on your own and have said that they know that there's giants in stasis underground yep. or that they're living in the jungles mm -hmm. or in the caves maybe these things are starting to make themselves more known because of the times we're in yep. or the times we're heading into Here's another clip from Mexico with people seemingly freaking out in the background and the title of the video is referencing that a giant was filmed on this cliffside in La Blanca, Mexico. Giant the thing is, is these videos are from totally different people in totally different parts of the earth and they're all so similar. They're all so that just what you would expect to see in authentic footage, you know, like, whoa, this is just, they caught it by chance, and, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's pretty compelling stuff. And another video from Mexico that came out last year was recorded showing what seemed to be a giant a on top. A lot of wicked stuff in Mexico. And again, when you have the Santa Muerte, the fallen angel, the angel of death, Azrael, as your primary god or deity down there, which pretty much it is. From what my research indicates, I've done whole teachings on Santa Muerte. Um, well, when you do that, you've got the drug cartels and, and all the murder and the mayhem and the wickedness and the evil and the beheadings and the the wickedness that goes on there. And they're all exporting that into the United States. Um, 
you're going to see more of this in places like that because evil is allowed to flourish when you have sin which curses the land like this murder sin innocent blood spilled i, I mean witchcraft down there is rampant well you're going to see more of the, you would expect to see more of this you know because there there's the the um like the light of christ in true born again bible believing christians is probably not very prevalent in these situations so these things are not only they're coming out of the shadows but in places like this i believe they're allowed to come out of the shadows even more now i'm not saying america's any like puritanical thing or whatever but mexico i've seen for years is a real hotbed for this kind of stuff of this mountainside with these last two clips of course it'd be important to do a side by side with people on top and see if maybe it's just a person well, but I, don't. I thought it was worth referencing that, that don't look like no person that look i mean this thing is huge i mean <laughs> that thing looks like it could be 20 feet tall or more i don't know it looks gigantic this video whether these clips are capturing a person or if it's falsified or if they're actually filming something unknown, I think it's undeniable at this point that hundreds, maybe even thousands of people- It's just they're all starting to come out now. All these these footages in like the last year or so. Footages, I've, I, I didn't see stuff like this 10 years ago. And, that, and then, and then we, we read the thing about the whole thing with JP and all this and how they're activating these things. And, and I just- Knowing that we're every day we're getting closer to the end times, we're getting closer to the tribulation. Um, you would, knowing what Jesus said, yeah, you would expect to see this. Worldwide are seeing strange, massive beings around the world in these forests and in these kind of more desolate places, similar to the lights in the sky and the UFOs that people were seeing for years, but called crazy by the public at large. Now it seems as if maybe these beings that people have been seeing walking around in the woods all these years calling it Sasquatch or Bigfoot are now becoming more prevalent and will also become more widely accepted as an unknown phenomenon. A few years back, the Arizona Department of Transportation put out a picture where they themselves said, is this a family of Sasquatch? But what we see here is what seems to be some strange creatures on the side of the road and one that looks as if it's standing upright. We know for a fact that giants at least existed at one point in Earth's history. There's actually quite a lot of archaeological evidence supporting this in Israel. The most well-known giant in history probably is Goliath, and it's said that he lived in Gath. Archaeologists have found that the city of Gath had enormous gates to go along with enormous fortification walls. Huge stones were found once again at this location as well as many of the other ancient sites See, that he's actually showing them ex uh doing archaeology in gath attributed to have giants there and i don't think that's a coincidence there was also the kafar minash horde of artifacts that was found in spring of 1962 in israel and here's a picture of some of the spearheads that were found in that stash one of these spearheads weighs almost five pounds which would just be massive with a spear it would have to be wielded by a giant first five pounds Samuel 17.5 says that Goliath was armed with the coat of mail and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Within the Kafar Minash horde were also found 800 copper scales that were very similar to the type of armor that Goliath would have worn or who knows, maybe even it was his.
the fallen ones will try to deceive we're going to discuss that next world once more we may not know exactly how that unfolds but it seems as if all these unexplainable sightings of weird creatures and things in the sky seem to be connected to the fallen ones and maybe they are being revealed more and more in the times we're in but what's most important to know is that jesus has authority over them all matthew 28 18 Amen. and jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth if you've accepted jesus as your lord and savior you can fully trust him in the uncertain times that we're heading into for guidance and protection and everything that we will need jesus has the power over everything truly and these fallen entities completely tremble and flee at his very name i pray you all are well thanks for watching and god bless Amen. and if you're not saved go to the true salvation tab at contendingfortruth.com it's in the right upper part there and i will walk you through that whole process uh okay so i gotta really get going here because i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get all this in first samuel 17 4 and there went on a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath. Again, we just we were just talking about him, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of brass upon his head. He was a giant. He was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. So I did. There's actually a calculator you can go do online. You can key in shekels, the biblical Hebrew, um, five thousand shekels equals. Um, sure i got this letter right shekels there we go five thousand shekels of in the biblical hebrew sense equals 125.66 pounds okay so that was most likely just the weight of his coat of mail the the um like what you would put over your um like when you went into battle the mail was like the um little plates or sometimes they were mesh that you would wear when you went into battle and that wasn't that wasn't what everything weighed that was just that part and that's 125 pounds um i mean i've got it's a 40 pound or 50 pound weight vest that i'll put on i've done walks with it i've done body weight exercises with it and i mean you just put on a 40 pound weight vest see what that thing feels like i mean it's substantial and this was at least probably 125 pounds over 125 pounds and that was just one part of the armor uh and he had greaves of brass on his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders this is all extra weight he's carrying and the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam okay so um i'm going to discuss the weaver's beam in a second and his spear's head because i didn't know for a long time i figured well it's something really thick and his spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron and one bearing a shield went before him well 600 shekels of iron is 15 over 15 pounds at least okay now you know like if you can go pick up a 15 pound dumbbell and imagine having that weight on the end of a spear okay it, it would be absolutely impractical for like basically any human and i really don't even care how big they are to carry that kind of because it would be just ridiculous okay just ridiculous and you would have to have a spear 
that was the thickness of a weaver's beam. We're going to discuss that in a second because the um, you would need something very substantial and thick as far as wood goes. I'm, I'm assuming it was wood um, to be able to safely attach a 15-pound spearhead to that. You can have some little spindly piece of wood attached to a 15-pound spearhead. It would be ridiculous. It wouldn't... It wouldn't um, carry it it wouldn't match it so i did more research on this and gill's exposition it's called gill's exposition of the entire bible and I, I i posted this part his spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron the iron part of the spear the point of it which has its name in hebrew from a flame of fire because when brandished it looked shining and flaming and being the weight of 600 shekels amounted and then he says it amounted to 18 and three quarter pounds. So probably somewhere between 15 and 18 and three and 19 pounds is the spearhead of Goliath. Okay. And the whole spear is estimated to be 37 pounds. Cause remember that's just the spearhead. It's not all the, let's just assume it's wood or maybe other stuff, but the whole spear itself was probably 37 and a half pounds. I mean, that's a, that's a load and the whole spear uh, and, and the whole of his man's armor. Now, remember, he had all these different parts. He had the mail and all the other, the helmet and everything else. They're estimating it to be 272 pounds. Just in all the armor he was wearing. 272 pounds. That is some serious armor. Uh, which was a prodigious weight for a man to carry and go into battle with. Well, it wouldn't be practical for any human man. I don't even care like world's strongest man. I mean, yeah, they could they could wear that, but there there's not a whole lot they could do do in that as far as being nimble in battle. It would weigh you down so much you couldn't, you know, whatever. So what is a weaver's beam? Um and this is called goliathspear.com. There's a whole website devoted to this based off looms used in that time period. Now I I'm assuming the looms are probably the time period of let's say um I guess ancient times, it would be common for a weaver's beam to be two to two and a half inches thick and more than five feet long. The length of the sword, I didn't see a lot of agreement on, but the actual width of a weaver's beam is somewhere between two and two and a half inches. Okay. The biblical reference of a weaver's beam is most likely in respect to the unusual thickness and strength of the shaft. And it would have to have that to support a anywhere from a 15 to a 19 pound spearhead. Um, it's the strength of the shaft rather than the length. Uh, it would also depend on the type of wood because there's certain types of wood that are much heavier than other types. Okay. Now on a side note, how much does the almost unliftable current day Thomas inch dumbbell weigh? Now I'm saying that I'm, I'm making a point here. Um, Weighing 176 pounds, the Thomas Inch Dumbbell is quite heavy. However, the handle of the Inch Dumbbell was very thick. They call it the Inch Dumbbell because it was Thomas Inch that was a kind of a pseudo strongman that went around the country and had this. And what he would do is challenge anybody if they could lift it off the ground. I mean, just to lift it off the ground. And I don't think anybody ever did except him. Now, the original Thomas Lynch Inch Dumbbell, I'm... I think a guy in Cincinnati bought it. 
And what he found is there was a hole in the handle where you could insert a nail. And what that would do is if you, if you, uh, you could do it real surreptitiously and you, nobody would see you do it. And you could, you could basically, what the nail is, is if you braced your hand against the nail in a certain way, you would stop the rotation of the handle when you tried to lift it. And the, see what happens is see, I, I'm, I was, I did like grip, specialized grip stuff for a very long time. I kind of still do. It's, it's more of a loose hobby that I do. Um, but I, I've never been able to lift that dumbbell. My, a lot of guys in my grip group had different versions of it or, or different, uh, different guys made that dumbbell. You can still, you can buy it to this day. And, um, I mean, reproductions, obviously, and there, and there was no hole in the handle where you could cheat, like put it, to put a nail in there to stop the rotation. And what it would do is when you try to lift it, it would just rotate right out of your hand. I think the most I ever did is like maybe lifted it, spun it and lifted the back bell off the thing. It's, it's, it's insane. And that handle on the Thomas inch dumbbell measures two and three eighths. Okay. Um, which is about what a weaver's beam would be on Goliath's spear. That's think of like having a Coke can. Think about having something really, really, really heavy attached to something the the like a dumbbell the with the thickness of a Coke can. Okay, or maybe even a little bit more than a Coke can. It's almost impossible to lift off the ground at even 171 pounds. I mean, I could lift a 171 pound dumbbell, but I, there's no that one. I think if I trained it if you gave me two or three years and I dedicated myself to it, I might be able to do it. I don't know. I've got big enough hands to do it, but I don't know if I I'm, I could ever develop my wrists enough to do it. And I, I'm just saying that because it's like, that's how thick his spear was. And that was what was comfortable in his hand. When you pick up an inch dumbbell or try to, or even what they call a baby inch, which is like 131. I, I've lifted that, but that it, it's very uncomfortable in the hand because it's just like abnormally too thick when you try to pick it up it's like ridiculous and this is why it's such a feat of strength and, and grip strength and that's why there's like you know i don't know how many out of a million can do it uh but it's not very many so just i just wanted to kind of tell you that as a kind of a comparison to so you could get more of an idea of the whole weaver beam concept now um all right, let's go to the next video. Another person encounters a giant in Quartzville, Oregon, uh, the giant door. Another TikToker, RDB Cell, has recently gone viral, claiming to film a giant that came out of what looks to be a doorway in the mountains in Oregon. He's had a few stretches of going silent after this, as well as claiming to be followed by white vehicles while- Which, which he shows in the video. He shows them going by in real time. Home or while going to explore the site. This seems very similar to the story of Andrew Dawson right. who claimed to film a giant. Yeah, and here's another here's another giant on top of a mountain. Most likely, this guy this guy's dead. This Andrew Dawson guy, as far as I can tell, he's dead. Now I didn't report on him before because I wanted to have a compilation report where we're going after story after story. And it's funny they're all on the top of these mountains. It's like they're trying to be seen. Okay. And the government's always getting involved if you start reporting on this. And see, this is a common theme as well. Well, if you're in America, third world countries, not as much. But in America, yeah, you're, you're getting the, the feds are on you like crazy.
about 10 months ago on TikTok, made a bunch of different videos that went viral. While going to explore the site more, he claimed government vehicles were stopping him. He filmed them even at his house. And then tragically, during this whole event, to unknown circumstances, he lost his life. The Bible mentions giants and their race of beings over 30 times. The most popular verse, Genesis 6-4, telling us there were giants in the earth in those days around the time of Noah and as well as after that, which makes some people wonder, is there a remnant race of giants that still exist to this very day? I think many people would say yes to that. And they're showing all the footage in the background of, of these different people he's talking about and what they're describing. RDB cell is one of them. So now we'll look at RDB cell and the Quartzville Giant Doorway. TikToker RDB Cell, whose real name is James Goble, was a former Oregon City Councilman, claims that he saw a giant go into this rock formation that looks like a door while he was making his way through Quartzville Drive near the Green Peter Reservoir in Oregon. There. Right up there. Right. And I tell you guys, it looks it looks like a like some type of giant door built into the side of this mountain that's it, in its look would be very hard to get to very inaccessible but you can see it clearly from the road that thing was open it opened completely up and then it closed back up and there's a little slot in yep. it right up there you can yeah, see there's a slot in it that something could look out a slot for it looked like somebody was staring out of dude giants are freaking real i don't care what anybody says that's the video that went super viral that he actually deleted off his channel he posted another video following up on it saying that he was being followed and harassed by white vehicles this video he also has taken down um anyway we just been staying kind of low-key um when i wake up in the morning and i'm going this is what i run into right it's down the so road he's showing these white vehicles that and then sometimes it's up and they don't have license plates of the road and sometimes it just follows me around town and there's a white truck that does the same thing he's being gang stalked he's being targeted now there's a video up on his page where he recently went back to that site and as you'll see in the beginning of the video there are two white identical trucks that drive by yep yep there he goes white trucks no license plate there are some strange occurrences around some of these uploads and him taking the videos down and i'll get into that in just a minute but first of course we want to see what that door looks like up close he hasn't gone up there some people are going there to explore it i don't think anyone's Man, i mean it so looks like a some kind of big stone door entrance it really does up it from what i've seen but there is some great drone footage that gets very close. Wow. First, we can see this person yeah. driving up through the dam. Of course, it looks kind of freaky, like a checkpoint almost. But dams do have this type of security when it's involving water supply. Here's a video by Nomadic Lost Boy. Hopefully, that's the original uploader. Oh, wow. Where you can see great drone footage of what's claimed to be this doorway for giants. You can see that it does look strange, and we'll look into other occurrences of this here in a moment. Oh, it would be awesome is that if they could put like a trail cam. Some, but the problem is, is it's it's on the side of this thing, so I don't know how you could mount a trail cam where you could capture it, because you can't really put anything in front of it because it's on the side of this mountain. As well, that were actually used by ancient people and carved out of rock for spiritual purposes, a type of doorway or stargate. But I do have to point out that there are some strange occurrences in this story. 
He did post a video of him and his wife going back and exploring, and at some point they were running down the mountain, freaked out by mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Okay, well, we're here. There's no way I'm getting down there without a rope or anything. This is just uh, steep, yeah. beyond steep. Yeah. All so right. he's trying, I guess he's trying to get to the entrance, and there's just it. There's just no way. We got to go down there, cross through there. And it is narrow, and it's slick. This was slick. Ooh. I don't know what that was. That same thing. But I swear to God, there was some scanner right there. Go. Just get it going. I don't know what what to just get going. Now, when going up into the woods, when you have this type of thing in your mind, you can easily be freaked out by something that would be a natural occurrence. Or is this him playing into the story more to build it up? Maybe he thought he did truly see something and he's building it up more now after getting all this attention. Maybe the whole thing is a fraud. You have to keep all this stuff in mind when looking into these types of things. Or maybe they really truly did encounter something up there that's definitely not outside of the realm of possibility. Anybody that knows us knows my wife is very black and white. And if you listen carefully, you can hear what she says and you can, you can see her crying. So... On our way back down, something happened, and we ended up running. Anybody that knows me knows that my old butt don't run. Anyways, will I go back? No. Um, will I take somebody else up there? Nope. Um, <laughs> I can tell everybody where it's at. If you DM me, I don't. Well, you can find it on the the Google thing or whatever. I mean, you, you yeah, it's not like it's a mystery. About it. You have to take everything into consideration when looking into these stories, but possibility of this being a doorway, even tied to like a spiritual realm of some sort where things come in and out, is absolutely within the realm of possibility in my opinion. This thing almost looks like Aramu Muru in Peru, which is a claimed doorway or stargate where spiritual practices were going on. Different supposed names for this location is the Serpent's Mouth or the Gate of the Gods. And there's stories of things coming in and out of this doorway during spiritual ceremonies. Yes, true. We also know that around the world every year, people see massive beings walking around in the forest. They encounter these things and some people even film them. There's a recent video that came out from Salt Lake City, Utah, which looks like a massive being up on the side of this mountain. And this seems very credible to me. We'll look into this and let me know what you think. I oh, know, that thing's kind of creepy. It's like a person's silhouette. Up That's the one we already played of, of the, the mining operation. Out. I'm sorry. If it was your mountain, I'm sorry I broke it. This footage was taken from a rock quarry in Salt Lake City. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. That's what I say. None of this is theirs. This is God's. Utah, as you can see the dust from the mountain, they're probably blowing it up or using machinery to get the rocks off of it. And you can just see the silhouette of that being up on the ridge. This was from a Instagram page, Token Ginger 2.0. And just like Andrew Dawson and RBD Cell, the page was deleted not long after. It seems like we're seeing a trend of people posting these videos and deleting the content. I know what I think it is, but it's 60 to 80 feet tall, 60 80 feet across at a wedge shape. It seems like a lot of people are seeing massive creatures, giants even, walking around in the woods around the world. Very similar to what's told to us in Numbers 1333. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim, 
and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So what do you think? Are people actually seeing giant beings walking around in the woods out there? I think at this point it's undeniable that some people are encountering these massive beings. Where they're from, where they're going, how they're getting around, I don't think we know, but it seems almost undeniable that some people are actually having credible sightings. Okay, so, um, gotta keep going here. Um, okay, so again, I'm, I'm throwing this in here the, the, because this is related to this. The trailer for the movie Troll, which is, I think it's an, I don't even know what language, Norwegian or something, I don't know. From 2022, deep in the Dovery Mountains, something gigantic wakes up after a thousand years in captivity. This is prepping the global populations for their return. This is just one of the, the many Hollywood predictive programming movies that are out there. Um, kind of along these lines. Let's go ahead and just play this. these people and they're trying to have like their tea or something and then all of a sudden this thing basically this gigantic giant like walks almost over their house and they see these gigantic footprints after they come out What if I told you a thousand years ago? Trolls wandered this earth. All these things that these fairy tales and the and the trolls and the and the fairies and the all the stuff is based out of the demonic fallen angelic Nephilim realm. The ground here in Norway. People running for their lives. Imagine the consequences. They're asking, what are they? And they're showing this gigantic footprint. Something came out of the mountain. This seems to be a common theme. These things are seen on top. I mean, these ones that we were, all of these are on top of mountains. That's where they're being filmed. Start up. Yeah, traces of truth in fairy tales. That's right. Yep. They're showing one of its feeding grounds where, I mean, its preferred source of food, I'm sure, is humans. Let's exterminate it before it exterminates us. Call of 
løp. Naturen kommer til å slå tilbake. Hei, ho! Let's go. Well, anyway, that it's it's you can watch the trailer. It's pretty theatrical. Um, just more prepping, more more of that prepping. Let me look at my time here. Okay, great. He films the giant in the Nephilim. This is Andrew Dawson, who he made mention to earlier. He films the giant in the Nephilim, then goes missing, then tragedy happens. Andrew Dawson in this national park. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and play this. I think I have time to get all this in now. All right, so let's go ahead and play this one. You might not see me post ever again. Okay, this is Andrew Dawson posting on TikTok. Um, he said, you might not see me ever post again. This was when he was way into this. My videos weren't, they weren't fake. This is the strange story of Andrew Dawson under the TikTok handle Andy Capped who claimed on his TikTok channel to have filmed a giant on top of a mountain in the Jasper National Park. It's the same thing every and now when I first saw this I'm like I'm not going to I'm not going to get into this in my teachings. Now, if I get a whole bunch of confirmation, if I get a whole bunch of very similar videos, that's a whole different animal. Well, I've gotten that. I have so gotten that. And that was why I chose this time to bring out this video uh, because <laughs> You could say one is a hoax, but it's pretty tough when there's now, like, so many of these things coming out from all different parts of the earth. It, it becomes much harder to refute. Alberta, Canada, and then documented a strange series of events trying to refilm the entity in the following months, leading up to some tragic events. Before I get into the story, I will put forth my reasoning for looking into these things. I believe the world is absolutely supernatural. I've experienced many supernatural things from God as well as in from the evil realm. And so again, Kian, my supernatural or my supernatural, whatever, in continuefortruth.com if you want to hear my testimony on that. Trying to discern some of these things that go on in the world through this biblical lens of the supernatural. And two verses I want to reference before getting into the story is Genesis 6 4. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, a strange supernatural entity mixed with fallen angels and men that were in the earth before the flood and after that. And some claim are even still on the earth today as well as Luke 21, 26, talking about the last days, men's hearts will faint from fear and anxiety over what is coming upon the yep, earth. Exactly. And with those points made, I will yep. get into this story. First, worth pointing out is that the Handicap TikTok page has many posts leading up to the giant saga. And most of these posts are just your average posts, him and his family, his dog, his truck, all these different things. Right. Just the average type of posts that people share on social media. Right. But on April 19th... Like almost all these people that are posting these videos, none of them are these big social influencers and all of a sudden they have this sensational... It's just... Everyday life, and then all of a sudden it goes from, you know, zero to 100 with this type of stuff, which to me adds to the credibility. Uploaded a video with what he called a giant on top of a mountain in Jasper National Park. What is it? I mean, it's a person, dude. He's got a guy with him. I don't see how he's faking this, this video. He's like, what is it? He's just a person, dude. And he's zooming in with his camera. This is when it first happened. You really should watch these videos that I'm playing today so you can get the full, 
impact of all this stuff. No, seriously, pull over, pull over. He wants to pull over so he can get a more steady, although he's doing a great job filming, he obviously, if he's pulled over, there's going to be no vibration from the vehicle. He's going to get a better shot. It's a person standing there. No, it's not. Dude, have you seen what I've seen right now? For something to be it that sure way. looks like a per, uh, some type of big entity to me. Large from that far of a distance, even with the zoomed-in camera, would definitely be larger than just your average person. And the story really just gets stranger from here. At this point, Andrew starts to attempt to go back to the mountain or get closer to that spot to film or find whatever that being was that he recorded. This was three days after the first video was posted. We are on our way. We're gonna go find somewhere closer. And I'm gonna set my camera on something so you guys aren't complaining how shaky it is in the truck. Because, yeah, internet has no chill. But that's the mountain we're going to. But we're just gonna try to get closer. Here's later on that same day as he's gotten closer to that mountain. Yep. As you can see, that entity or whatever was on top of that mountain is not there. So it was not a structure, right. but something was actually up there. Okay, yes. I'm going to use this. As yeah, a and there's no way he could like put something there. <laughs> We're talking this is up on a big old mountain really far away. It would probably take, you know, to try to get up there, you would have to have mountaineering skills. You would have to... I don't even know how long it would take. And then to set something up that looked like a, it's just, it's not feasible. Tripod to try to keep it steady for you guys. And it's not even there anymore too. No, it's not there. That's where it was yesterday. Right. I spoke to some locals and it comes and goes apparently. I don't know. I saw, he spoke to some locals and they see it up there too. It comes and goes. See, that's me trying to keep it super steady with something. To, there we go. Do you know how hard it is to keep it steady with zoomed in all the way? As you can hear, he said that he spoke to some locals and they said that the thing comes and goes. So this is starting to get into the realm of the story of the wild man or Sasquatch and the different cultures around the world and the different sightings around the entire world have claimed to see this entity walking around in the woods. And this is where I start to wonder the supernatural aspect of it. Is it something living on from the Genesis 6-4 era? Is it some type of entity that breaks through this dimensional realm the same way that UFOs do? What is the supernatural connection here? Because I lean more to the side that this is a supernatural phenomenon all around. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below about what you think these entities are and where they're coming from. And from here we get into the part of the story where he claims to encounter and be followed and stalked by the CIA or some branch of the government. I just got stopped by like some CIA agent. He told me to turn around and said I'm trespassing. I said it's a it's a public freaking it's a public area, like a public park or whatever. Some local told me to take this path. I didn't get it on camera, but I'm going to go again tomorrow and be prepared to be filming right now cuz he stopped the vehicle, his truck was blocking it. Said some like environmental issue was going on. I don't know. Was, he told me to go back and said I was trespassing. I don't get it. It was awkward, but I'm going back again tomorrow to see if he's not there. But if he is there, I will keep camera. I will film because 
the only angle I could get that that I found today is the one I just posted earlier, and it, there wasn't even anything there. But I don't understand why the road's blocked off. I, I don't know. On April 13th, so now four days after the original post, he posts what he claims to be a UFO in the mountain range. I'll show you this video, and then I'll show you a similar looking UFO that I posted on a video on my channel back in 2017. The footage is hard to tell. It's definitely not definitive, but back in 2017, there was a UFO and a video I made on it showing the same similar type of just blob of what they call contrail just in the sky. And as you can see, I'll put that video on screen, how similar that looks. It's, it's not a contrail. It looks like something's almost on fire in the sky. 13th, he posted a video of what he claimed to be some sort of extraction going on. So they're extracting something out of here. There's two helicopters. Huh. What the f Wow. Now there's two more... Yeah, you could see two helicopters with... They've got something hanging off the bottom they're i don't know if they're dual prop but carrying something heavy a what he claims cia encounters i'm going to play those videos and then the story takes a very strange turn the guy's here again I, i'm gonna th this is the part where the guy tells him to turn around um when he's trying to go up the mountain further um i'm just gonna kind of fast forward through that part other things of say he wanted to be famous and that's why he was faking it but he doesn't post for another month and then he posts this video which almost seems like he's being forced to make it yeah so he is told to turn around and then supposedly they're stalking him out front of his house then he doesn't post for like a month so it's not like he's trying to like make this go more viral and then all of a sudden he posts this other video like a month later very strange video which is entitled official update he's in this really weird posture where he's kind of like standing up he's got his hands in his pockets he's kind of hunched forward and he keeps looking to the left like he's taking cues from somebody to make this video it's very weird and strange it's you know and looking off screen at like he's looking at someone to make sure he's saying what they want him to say right. hey guys I just want to give you an update. I'm not dead. I have not disappeared. Uh, I have just been busy with life. I couldn't get around to posting and updating you guys. So now, now I'm going to give you an official update of what's been going on. Sorry to disappoint you guys, but all of the videos that I post, all the videos that I posted were scripted. They're just fake. They were just strictly for an entry. So he's just saying it was all scripted. How do you script? That thing up on the mountain when he was with his friend that they saw that was just like almost totally similar to all these other videos we played today. Now, I understand you didn't see them, but you can go back and watch them. Hey, how do you do that? I mean, I don't see how that's possible. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. I just need to give you a quick update. Again. I think he's being coerced. Strange that he's looking off screen the whole time when he's saying that it's fake, it's scripted, sorry, like, sorry I made this, and he's looking off screen as if he's looking at someone to make sure he's saying what they want him to say. The next video in this series is the video that I opened my video with, and that's him claiming that his videos were not faked 
and the caption that he has on his thumbnail on this TikTok video is, I am scared. You might not see me post ever again. My videos weren't, they weren't fake. That was 10 days after his video before that claiming it was scripted. And the very next day he uploads this video with the caption, military. It's something what is that it's something up there i think in the same area i guess maybe that same mountain it's some structure up there now that looks like there may be two antennas coming off and it's up there i think in the same area where he originally filmed the giant that was not there yesterday and that was his last upload. All of that is, of course, very strange. But then tragically, last upload, sadly, a month and a half later on July 1st, 2022, the Campbell River Mirror, a local newspaper, posts in the obituaries that Andrew Ryan Watchhorn Dawson had sadly passed away. And they give the full obituaries a picture of him. They list out in loving memory, husband, father, uncle, brother, mom, Yvonne Watchhorn, mom, Kim Dawson, um, soulmate, you know, the whole nine yards, his whole family, uh, his obituary. And it's in the Campbell River Mirror, July 1st, 2022, under the obituaries. As you can see, this is the same guy. It almost looks as if he's in the same truck he had. And to me, this just all seems so strange that there's a few coincidences to me that just make it seem like this is not staged. The fact that he was posting for almost a year before he posted this whole giant video, right. as well as the fact that right in the middle of this, as while all these videos are blowing up and get ton and getting tons of views, he just stops posting, then returns a month later, says it was faked, 10 days later says it's not fake and he's actually scared, and then the tragedy that he passed away a month and a half later. I mean, at some point, multiple- After he had filmed that, whatever he thought it might have been military structure up on that mountain. Coincidences take it to the point where it starts to seem like it's just not fake and there might be something more to this story. This kind of gets into the category of the work of Dave Polites and the missing 411 cases. And while Andrew Dawson didn't go missing, I feel like there is a connection to the people who are going missing in national parks and something going on in the supernatural realm. If anyone has a biblical understanding of how they think the evil realm could do something like cause a disappearance, please leave that in the comments below because that's something I've been trying to put together for a different video I've been putting together here for the past few months. This video is a little different than my normal Bible prophecy videos, but I think that studying the super... Okay, so we have to kind of keep moving on because I'm just about out of time. Uh, I wanted to touch on that because... That has been one I've been sitting on for a long time. And I haven't seen anything debunking it. Now, there's a guy that went in and did a, about a month later, did an in-depth analysis on Andrew Dawson and what happened to him. And I, I give you that link there if you want to know more about that. I think it's a very fair, honest appraisal of the whole situation. Uh, last one. Uh, from longtime listener Patricia, listener comment: Animals coming out of the forest. As someone who lived next, 
as someone who lives next to a national forest, this is not normal at all, in my humble opinion. So there are loads. Now, that was a national forest that they were, I believe, near. The, um, this is another one. So there are loads of elk in Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, that would be like our deer in rural Pennsylvania. And that's where she lives in rural Pennsylvania. More than I have seen anywhere. They come out to eat, including by the side of the road, but this is not where they would normally rest. That being said, my coworker, who is a longtime resident of Clarion, um, and the wife of a hunter who whose home is surrounded by trees, tells me our deer are bedding down closer to the road than she's ever seen them do before. Clarion is on the border of the Allegheny National Forest, and the said forest has very has uh, on it a dumb, which is a deep underground military base. Now, again, just keen, D-U-M-B, deep underground, you can just keep dumb. Or, that you should you should find, I've done several studies on dumbs, deep underground military bases. And we, um, Janice and I, another longtime listener, Janice, and I have hypothesized that the cryptids, okay, like giants, like Bigfoot, like Dogman, like whatever, Whatever the cryptids are, whatever these cryptozoological devil entities that are starting to come out of the shadows more and more are scaring the deer and the other animals out of the forest. You would think if they're seeing giants now, like all over the place, and more sightings of Bigfoot and more UFOs and more of these wicked evil entities, well, of course the animals are going to be afraid. Well, this is what we're seeing. They're scaring the animals out of the forest. I have gone for several hikes in the Allegheny during the off-season. When I should have seen loads of wildlife, I have seen nothing for miles. Then I leave the forest, and I am breaking for deer over and over. Meaning they're in, like, the roads. They're, they, like, want to be near the people. <laughs> you know, even though the roads are dangerous, they're like, no, no, we kind of like it over here better now. You know? Um, I, you, got, you go into the forest, I don't advise you to do it. At this point, unless you're prayed up and God's giving you the green light. And I mean, that's like my calling, but you know, I would even think twice about going by myself unless God gave me a clear mandate. You go, I've done it before, but you, you, I, I just would be, these things are coming out of the shadows and I think it's wiser if you're with a group that are you're equally yoked with, okay? And called, if you're called to engage these things, um, you know, a three-chord fold is not easily broken. A, a three-chord um, rope is not easily broken, essentially, okay? Um, if one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000. They're biblical principles that exist here where... Um, you've got somebody to watch your back, your, their strength in numbers, these types of things. And if you're called to do this type of work, uh, and I do believe that's my primary calling, um, you just want to make sure that you're fasted up, prayed up at this point, it's getting so dangerous. These things are coming out of the shadow in a lot of different places that I would just say exercise caution and make sure you really got the green light to do whatever God's calling you to do on this stuff um 
And so this is the picture of this massive herd of elk posted up in the Colorado neighborhood. Now they're saying that this can be normal. Okay, well, whatever. But I mean, they're literally all of these elk just blanketing these people's front lawn. It's actually really cute, but um, they're just they're just taking over. I mean, they're just taking over. Uh, so she says, I came to the conclusion that the deer that lived in the Shenandoah National Forest knew the boundaries of that forest. Yes, they come out of the forest. Yes, they come to town. But normally they came to town to eat. And we're talking a mile away from the forest, but not to rest. But I have literally seen large herds of them sitting and resting on the side of the boundary. As if they knew no one would hunt them there. So again, this is what you're seeing here in this picture from Colorado, evidently it's going on where uh, in the Shenandoah National Forest near where Patricia lives. <laughs> Who knows how many other places it's going on. And it would make sense in light of all the stuff we covered in today's teaching. And that's why I'm kind of ending this here. Uh, even there's a whole link. Colorado is getting lots of deer and elk on their property. My response was, I agree when you said Janice and I have hypothesized that the cryptids, these cryptozoological creatures, increasing in number and sightings, scare the deer and the animals out of the forest. Uh, I said these things are coming more and more out of the shadows and it's affecting the wildlife first as they live in the forest so they are more impacted. That's my theory, okay? And I think we're only going to see these things increase as wickedness increases, as lawlessness increases, as wickedness rises up in the land. Okay, these poor innocent animals are are being affected. So, a lot to pray about. Um, that's all I have for today. It's kind of a dedicated teaching on this particular subject because it's just, it really needed it. Uh, we, we really needed just to zero in on this today. So, God bless you and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.